time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Mr. Schmidt recently arrived in a small Bavarian village which lies eight miles northwest of Munich. A picturesque, delightful little spot one time known for its scenery but more recently related to other events having to do with some of the less positive pursuits of man. Human slaughter, torture, misery, and anguish. Mr. Schmidt, as we will soon perceive, has a vested interest in the ruins of a concentration camp. For once some 17 years ago, his name was Gunter Lutze. He held the rank of a captain in the SS. He was a black uniformed strutting animal whose function in life was to give pain. And like his colleagues of the time, he shared the one affliction most common amongst that breed known as Nazis. He walked the earth without a heart. And now former SS Captain Lutzer will revisit his old haunts, satisfied perhaps that all that is awaiting him in the ruins on the hill is an element of nostalgia. What he does not know, of course, is that a place like Dachau cannot exist only in Bavaria. By its nature, by its very nature, it must be one of the populated areas of the Twilight Zone. Episode 74 of the Twilight Zone was Death's Head Revisited. Um, and, and Sean, I'm going to make a controversial statement here. Oh, here we go. Nazis are bad. I, I, I just had to get that off my chest. Cancel Conrad. Hashtag cancel Conrad. <laughs> Wait a minute. The, the the previous statement was a joke. I agree. Nazis are bad. <laughs> God, I almost got canceled. Yeah, that 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 would have been uh, it would have been tragic. <laughs> um, so so this this episode actually reminds me of uh, Judgment Night. Yes, I I honestly thought I was like, didn't didn't we already do this? And is Judgment Night in the movie as well? I think that's uh, there, one of the. There, there's sort of a. Nazis are bad thing at the beginning. That's the one with uh, Vic Morrow. Yeah. And um, I, I'm not sure you could actually say that that was like any particular episode, okay. but I actually had that same thought. Um, you know, I wonder if maybe that's what they were, what they were going for, but I, I think it's a combination of, you know, just a number of different, different episodes. And um, yeah, like, like the, the rest of them were pretty direct no, I mean, they actually were, you know, direct, you know, remakes of original episodes, whereas the, that one was just sort of a hodgepodge of 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 jerks getting their comeuppance. <laughs> pretty much. And, uh, you know, that that's uh, that's pretty much what this episode is, is a, a jerk getting his comeuppance. It's it's so it, it it is so close to Judgment Night because <laughs> sorry, that was the one with the submarine, right? Ah uh, yes, the one okay. with the and the uh, and the uh, the ocean liner. Because it's you know when the when the uh, discussion of like cruelty happens with Becker um, in this episode, it's very similar to the end of uh, um, uh, Judgment Night. Just because the you know what what is the what is like the last line like something about like you know we have to die over and over and over again. Yeah, but, they, they only die once, but we can die over and over. Yeah. And like the the preceding conversation that they have is very similar to this. So, I mean, it's a story that I'm fine being told twice. <laughs> it was kind of an important thing in the early '60s. It it, it kind of was too. And you know what? You know what jumped out at me when I'm when I'm watching this. And and like I I I, I get that they didn't 
you know, actually it's like go to Dachau to film a, a Twilight Zone episode. But it bothered me that um, they, they basically sort of portray it as everybody just left and it was just it was just there. So, you yeah. know, they, they like portray it as being abandoned. And I don't know that that was ever the case. There, there was probably some time when, you know, battles were still being fought and everything. But I, I think even when the, the Soviet Union was, you know, was uh, was was wreaking havoc over there, I think it was still a place you know, that was a memorial and you could, yeah. you know, pe- people visited it. It wasn't like they just up and left. And it's, it's kind of like the, um, like how the, you know, the episode ends when he, when he asks like, you know, why is it, why is it still there? Like, why don't we just, you know, dematerialize and vaporize the entire thing. But, you know, it's like the, uh, is, is Dachau the one that has like the, the never again thing outside of it? Uh, I think you might be right. Yeah. It's, it, it's one of those, um, it might be Auschwitz, but the, um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it just kind of had that message, like, you know, we have to, uh, make sure that it kind of still does stand. So, you know, cause apparently the human race is not good enough to not let that happen in the first place. We need a constant reminder. So, yeah. And, uh, th- this, this guy, I mean, obviously he's a bad guy anyway, but just a bad guy. I, I, yeah, like I, I almost feel bad for I don't, I don't know who the actor is who who played him. Uh, that would have been a good thing to revit to you know actually uh, research before we recorded this episode. <laughs> Oscar um, Beregi Jr. was a Hungarian-born film and television actor. I, I uh, just can't picture him playing a good guy. Like he, no, he's kind of had that. As a matter of fact, when I, I I don't know what I'm even looking at here, but when you when you Google him, the first thing that comes up is him in a Nazi uniform. It's not <laughs> this episode. It's something else. Something else where he's playing a Nazi. I do not want that to be my legacy. <laughs> he was in Operation Eichmann, which I would imagine is that related. that might be the one that uh, that that I'm seeing here. Um, Hey, but, he was in Young yeah. Frankenstein. If you, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, he was also in Get Smart, by the way. Um, probably more like cheerful. <laughs> uh, oh, he was in Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> of course he was, because why would he? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <clears throat> uh, and in this episode, he knows nothing. <laughs> it was uh, right I there. Mean, I mean, for, first of all, like if you're if you're a Nazi, you're, uh, you know, you, you're kind of looking over your shoulder for the rest of your life, I would assume, and rightfully so. I would imagine so. I, I would not imagine, you know, what, what kind of guts does it take to just go to go back to the concentration camp? Like, yeah, I want to revisit the good old days. It's a, it's a ballsy move to leave the, uh, the, the, the cradle of luxury that is Argentina, which I'm assuming he came from. And uh, just, you know, decide to go down a walk down horrible memory lane. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to think it's horrible memory lane either. Cause he, even when he starts to see uh, uh, Alfred Becker, who's uh, you know one of the former camp inmates, he, he he's like, Oh, so good to see you. It's so it's a, like, it's, it's a well done episode. It's, it's nowhere near my, my route, uh, my Mount Rushmore, but it's uh, I don't remember seeing this too often. The, the title is, is always 
I remember that that's that is indeed a title of a Twilight Zone episode, but <laughs> I never I never match it with you know this, and uh, it's definitely one that I probably will not skip on future watchings just because it's uh i don't know it's really well done like, like you said we're beckers like you know it would be like you know a high school reunion basically and that's kind of the the horror of the entire situation yeah so what have you been up to since since we last saw each other which by the way that, that is one thing that uh jumps out at me uh if i had killed somebody i think i would remember <laughs> And it takes him until like at least halfway through the episode to be like, oh, yeah, didn't I hang you? Oh, yeah. Didn't I? Weren't you included in my unspeakable atrocities? Because yeah, I, th I think he literally goes, I can't believe I didn't kill you. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's um. what about you? Like, is is this a. Did, did you find like the acting in this particularly effective or is it pretty much, you know, run of the mill, which is still good for, for Twilight Zone? Um, I actually thought, uh, I actually thought he was over the top, but I thought that, so, so there's basically, you know, there's a couple other bit players in it, but it's basically Gunter and, uh, and Alfred. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's background people too, but it's basically the two of them. I really liked uh, Alfred Becker. You know the uh, the the camp inmate. I I I just thought that that Gunter was you know like just just too over the top. Yeah. And I guess you know like I I I don't expect that uh, you know every Nazi that got away was like feeling bad for the rest of their lives. Like they they probably sure probably found some way to justify everything that they that they had done. The, heck, the people they caught found ways to justify what they had done. Yeah. Um, but he just, he just seems like, you know, like, like, like you said earlier, he's acting like it's a high school reunion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so good to see you again. And, and I'm, I'm sure they like, probably did. Well, maybe some did, but <laughs> it probably wasn't that over the top in real life. Yeah. I, I just thought that, uh, that that was a little over the top. And, um, <laughs> but I mean, overall the, the episode's really good. And I, and I really like, um, you know, I, I, I sort of wish we could figure out a way for this to be the real punishment for, for people who committed war crimes like that. It'd be pretty nice, <laughs> you know, cause, cause at one time he's, he's, you know, feeling what it's like to get shot and, you yeah. know, to, to be tortured and, and, and things like that. And I'm like, well, you know, it's too bad. The, uh, the, the folks at Nuremberg couldn't figure out a way to actually do that. That would, that would have been interesting. Maybe, uh, maybe if if there's anything after this, they'll. Uh, that's exactly where they are. Well, I, I think that's the basic message that uh, Rod Serling was trying to get across. <laughs> uh, th this one uh, actually was written by Rod Serling, unlike uh, unlike the last couple episodes we we had. It was actually written by Rod Serling, which doesn't surprise me at all because he was he was definitely a, uh, a, a you know. Uh, he he was definitely in favor of people getting their comeuppance. <laughs> he didn't uh, seem to be too jazzed about Nazis either. So, no, and uh, you know, wasn't he a paratrooper in World War Two? He he was a paratrooper, but he was a uh, he was in the Pacific. Oh wow! Um, you know, and I, I would imagine they uh, they they probably heard about what was going on on the on the other side too. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> at least through Morse code. That, that's actually an interesting point because like there are episodes that, you know, take a dive into World War Two that, you know, are on the Pacific side of things. Yeah. But he actually doesn't seem, you know, he, you know, there's a lot of stories about Nazis getting their comeuppance, right? But there's sure. there's not necessarily any stories about, you know, people from Japan. Yeah. And, you way. know, I, I want to say, is it the, there's, there's some, I don't know if it's the encounter, but there's something with George Takai that like mo- most of the, most of the ones dealing with the Pacific theater seems like, well, we need to be more understanding. Not every, you know, Persian of Asian descent, you know, uh, attacked Pearl Harbor. Yeah. And then it's funny because in the encounter, the episode you're mentioning, like, uh, he basically was. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't specifically, but we find out that his dad was actually like cheering on the the uh yeah. the uh the Japanese. So I you know, and I think the message in that one is, you know, he did even though his dad did, he he wasn't the one who who did that himself. Yeah. So he really Yeah, it's I wonder if his uh, you know, his time in the Pacific theater as a, as opposed to the European uh if that kind of informed his way of thinking because I don't know, not too many people you would think that it would be uh it would actually if if you're actually there then you would, you know, cultivate some sort of hatred for the people. Um or it might be I I don't know about the timing of when he was there. If he was there at the end and actually got to spend time in Japan, true, he might have you know, I mean, first of all, the the really hardcore people died in the war, so the people that were left were actually kind true, of very true by, by that point. Um, so maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know, um, you know, but because uh, you know there were there were just as many war crimes over there, so you can't uh, yeah can't discount that um but uh yeah i i think my my takeaway from this episode is that um you know it, it would be nice if uh, things like uh judgment day in this were actually how people who did horrible things got their comeuppance why does it still stand why do we keep it standing there is an answer to the doctor's question all the Dachaus must remain standing. The Dachaus, the Belsons, the Buchenwalds, the Auschwitzes. All of them. They must remain standing because they are a monument to a moment in time when some men decided to turn the earth into a graveyard. Into it they shoveled all of their reason, their logic, their knowledge, but worst of all, their conscience. And the moment we forget this, the moment we cease to be haunted by its remembrance, then we become the gravediggers something to dwell on and to remember. Not only in the twilight zone, but wherever men walk, God's earth. 